And I'm Emily. And this is Applaud for Murder. <laughs> we're back. Yay, we're back. Uh, and this time we're going to cover, finally, Ordeal by Innocence, because it finally came out uh, August 10th, I think, us, on Amazon. Us in the United States. I yes, think in, in the, the United States. States. Well, it came out for the UK. Was it? Yeah, I guess it was. It was It was a while back, because um, I had some friends who watched it by dubious means, for sure. Uh, <laughs> well, they, they, had, they had their hands in something very dubious, because I looked everywhere. <laughs> and it, all I could find it was on Daily Motion, and Daily Motion makes me insane, so... Uh, but we're, so we're going to talk about all three parts today, about that movie, what we thought of it, you know, uh, how it pertains to the book and all that. But first, we took a little trip with my roommate, Cindy, across the river to a place called the Culbertson Mansion. It's, yes. this, yeah, it's this cool old house. Um, they have like a carriage house where they have a haunted house every year. Like the house is supposed to be haunted. It's a museum and they have events there. And we went to a clue party. Yeah, we did. It was very cool. It was so awesome, and we got to dress up, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I don't know. I was not as like on the hunt for the clues. <laughs> I was just more about like running amok and just having fun, which probably was really annoying for everyone involved. I just well, one like okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was very cool, and they did a great job, and that house is beautiful and everything, but. Those clothes were hard, man. Like, I was tired. I was hot. I was hungry. I was something else. And, you know, and it just, you know, I just could not. I mean, they did. It was very tricksy. And they added characters. Yeah. Yeah. And so that made it a little bit more difficult because, like, you know, and that was a lot of it was just. But, I mean, I had a lot of fun running around and, you know, finding all the different rooms and seeing everything, um, you know, and uh, the head person in it was super rad. Mm-hmm. The one, what was her name, Jessica? Jessica, yeah. Hi, Jessica. <laughs> yeah, they, they knew how to throw a, throw a good party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, pretty much what we did was we'd go around and uh, I would read the clues in a ridiculous accent uh, Emily and Cindy would be like, hmm, and then turn around and we'd all take pictures with things. So <laughs> that yeah. was about it. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, it was just, you know, and then like, I remember, you know, we went downstairs to the basement <laughs> and I, and, uh, like there was this team down there. I mean, they were like hardcore, like trying to figure it out. I mean, they were like going at it and we're just over there, like, like basically, just being ridiculous that I mean bless them because they just kept going and I'm still a little bitter that that guy that dressed up like Mr. Peanut won the best costume because yeah there were way better ones I was like you're not even dressed like a clue character (laughs) Mr. Peanut my Uh, arts nemesis (laughs) (laughs) that was the other thing too I, I was hurt I felt I felt I felt personally attacked for those of you that don't know, Emily is allergic to peanuts. I am allergic to peanuts. I got a picture of peanuts, which was funny. I pointed out Mr. Peanut, and, like, at the same time, it's like, you have to have a picture of, like, we both had the same thought. 
Yes, that's so great. I mean, and it was really cool because the food was excellent, and they themed it after different things from the movie and the game. Mm-hmm. The movie is one of my favorites ever, so it was really, and they were showing the movie during, you know, the dinner party portion, which I made last a lot longer because we hadn't really eaten that. Mm-hmm. I hadn't. I don't know. Did had you eaten much that day? Mm, not really. I probably ate something at lunch. Yeah. Because we had been, because I work now with uh, Brooke's roommate, and we had been at work, and we got off, and then we went to the Harry Potter thing. Yeah, we went to Harry Potter. <laughs> we were very, very, like, I mean, that was probably the most social I've been in, like, 17 years. So, I mean, we, I didn't know what to do myself, and I still, I mean, I'm, I'm still recovering, apparently, because, okay. you know. But. We got dre- dressed up and went to our the main branch of our library for a Harry Potter thing and walked around there for like an hour and then we drove the 25 minutes or whatever over across the river 30 minutes and changed clothes. Sort of. I changed clothes. You more changed than anyone I think. Cindy was like now I'm just gonna Cindy wore the same thing. Emily changed her accessories and stuff and um yeah so. Brooke rocked a cocktail dress. (laughs) <laughs> and it looked like it, I, it, I made myself to look like uh, Miss Scarlet does in the movie because they don't wear the same colors as their neighbors okay. in the movie if you have not seen the movie um, and uh, but it would be more Miss Peacock for the game because it was a blue dress but yeah it's I super funny how they like I liked how they kind of included everything. Like, they did this the game, but they also did... Because, you know, like, in the movie, like, Miss White is actually wearing black. Yeah. You know, like you said, you know, uh, Miss Scarlet's wearing more, like, blue-ish green. Was it's it green, I, I it's think. Green, I, I looked at so many pictures situation. I think really the only person that probably looks, like, maybe more like the color would, I guess, be, like, uh, Mr. Cur- would be Colonel Mustard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's yeah. wearing, like, kind of, you know, that suit... But, so, but it was a lot of fun. We definitely recommend um, going to the, the Culbertson Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to go back again. And yeah, they have ghost hunts. They yeah. have like all kinds of stuff like that. So, uh, but a pair, once we got to the end of the night and only one group had really even gotten any of the clues, which I assume it was the ones in the basement. And we were, I don't know about the two of you, but I was trying to like listen to what they were saying to see if I could figure out anything and I still had no clue. <laughs> no, I did too. I was trying to like pretend like I was being super I get like I was being super obnoxious, but I mean like I was trying to pretend like we were just kind of being silly and whatever and I mean I was. But was like, we I was anyway. trying to hear what they were saying because I was like I don't and like they just kept talking and I was like they have reached levels of intelligence tonight that apparently I do not possess and I mean I'm not usually I mean I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed but I'm usually not that daft but for some reason that night I was just like no I'm done (laughs) thinking is overrated I just want to take pictures and be silly and yeah and eat lots of food so did you take any pictures on your phone no I didn't know if it was just mostly mine and some of Cindy's Um, I I'm not like my I'm just not the best at taking I mean I can take pictures it's just I'm not I also I think my battery was pretty low because yeah. I couldn't remember because so. I have a 
I have an album with a lot of the pictures, so I'll try to share some of the pictures on, oh, on our page. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, we should, yeah, and um, maybe we can do more of those. I know there's some with Halloween coming. It seems like there's a lot of fun things happening that maybe would be mystery related. I don't know. Yeah, and the restaurant right next to where Emily and Cindy work does a thing. Yeah, a mystery thing. So I saw that. yeah, and that's we a should place I've that. eaten at quite a bit, so I would enjoy it. Oh, okay. The food does look good. Um, I it's always important. Uh, that's where we had our um, uh, rehearsal dinner, and then uh, oh. our, our friend Heather had her rehearsal dinner there, too. So, so yeah. It's really pretty from the outside. I've always wanted to go in and stuff. I just don't. <laughs> I know, that, that, that story didn't go anywhere, but that's just really the, the truth. No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I always thought about going, and then I just didn't. don't. <laughs> that's kind of the story of my life. Yeah, uh, basically. Yeah. I thought about it. I made some preparations for it, and then I just didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's me. So on, a, on a side note, um, one of the reasons that I kind of had a feeling that uh, that finally um, Ordova Innocence was going to be coming here is that when I went to... Barnes and Noble, they had um, the book Ordo by Innocence with the new Cats. miniseries, you know, pictures and stuff. And it was very clue-esque in a way. Oh. So if we find a picture of it, I'll, I'll, we'll put it on the, but I just thought it was kind of, that's what I thought when I first saw it. I was like, that's very, um, the way that they did it, the way the pictures are and stuff. And maybe it's just like the classic, like, you know, but it just kind of, to me, had a very Clue-esque feel to it in a way with their, you know, the way they were looking. I mean, not quite, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen the poster or the cover. We'll have to maybe do a side-by-side. -side. And maybe it was just me wanting, reaching, reaching for the stars there. But I just thought it was really interesting. And plus then I was like, oh, well, it has to be coming to America now if, you know, they're actually releasing a book with the picture of the miniseries on it. So that was exciting. I think, did I text you about that? No, I don't think so. You might have. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, side guys. Um, Is that too. terrible that I'm like, you might have. No, it's fine. I mean, I have I just moved to the same town that, you know, Brooke and Cindy live in, hence why Cindy and I have the same um, place to work. But um, so I've been a little. <laughs> Some of your coworkers work in New York. Come on. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I you know, send emails and talk to people all the time that I never see. I have no idea what they look like and I probably never will, <laughs> but that's okay. You know, I did one time, like, because one of them was super cool and got like all my nerd references was like, this person, what do they look like? I need to have a face. So I went on Facebook and I was like, weird. That's amazing. Well, I was just like, this person's really cool. Like she gets it. And so and when I looked her up on Facebook, she had like, I think a Star Wars like cover photo. And I was like, yes, yes, we get along very well. Yes, yes. But um, so yeah, so I've been, so if I, I, I'm been all over the place more so than usual. It's been a very busy, I guess. Oh, wow. Today is the 19th. So tomorrow I will have been here for two months. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Happy two month anniversary. <laughs> you have you have an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so 
soon to only have one. Yay! Yeah. Very yay. Very yay. So, but, um, so yeah, guys. So definitely if you're in the uh, Louisville area slash um, New Albany, is that Southern Indiana? What is that considered? Yeah. Eastern? Yeah, Southern Indiana. I wasn't sure. Um, Southern Indiana area should go to the Culbertson Mansion and check it out because it's a cool place. And the people there are very cool and nice. And Mm -hmm. they had, they were very excited by our excitement. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. When I called to get tickets, I talked to Jessica for 20 minutes just about stuff because I was telling her how we do this podcast and maybe we'd try to uh, talk to her about it and then unfortunately my recorder I left the batteries in it too long and they uh, eroded Uh, so I had to get it cleaned up and I haven't done that like I have a handheld recorder instead of my phone to use that's good you know when you know yeah yeah Uh, so so I can look more professional (laughs) Do you ever like just like when you're walking around in public, say today? You like you make like notes, like you talk to it, and you like Captain say. Log. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like, it's like a digital recorder. I'm just imagining someone with the the mini tape recorder. Yeah, that. I used to have one of those actually. Yeah, that's why that's I'm amazing. Oh, dictation. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, I talked to her for a while and told her about this, and she was so excited and telling us about costumes. Oh. And how she was going to be the singing telegram. So she's the movie. So cool. I love it. It was amazing. She, like, she had gotten this jacket that was, like, one of the old, like, marching band jackets from yeah. the local high schools. It was excellent. It was perfect. It looked great. Uh, and yeah. she was willing to pose, which is kind of macabre, oh. you know, with the, and we'll have to post that one if you have a picture of it. Oh, yes. Still. I absolutely do. Um, she, yeah, spoilers for Clue, guys, if you haven't seen it, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> the singing telegram gets shot. I'm just going to say it. You already said yeah, the spoiler. We don't know, but we're not going to say by whom or who. Whom or who, pick one. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, that's up. That's, you got to watch the movie if you haven't seen it first. But she gets shot in the head. Oh, also, if you haven't seen the movie, you have to watch all the endings, too. Oh, yes. Because there's multiple endings. You guys, that's exciting. Um, Yeah, so I was, we're like, would you lay out on the porch for us so we can take a picture of you like you're dead? She's like, yes. And then I was like, can I scream? And she was like, sure. And I did. And I think everybody was like, it was amazing. Yeah, I think that was, I was pretty impressed with that scream. I usually don't scream that loud. If, if someone, I feel like if, Emily did not live in an apartment building where someone would call the cops or something. I would beg her to scream like that because it's amazing. That's pretty blood curdling, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, I've at, at a good murder mystery party. Like, I, you know, because you've watched all those ones on TV where that's how it happens. Like, someone screams and then they turn off the lights and then yeah. you, you know, that someone's dead on the floor. I was thinking there might be some stuff like that and there really wasn't. It was more like, more of a, a clue like yeah. more of a hunt which was fine i just i was thinking at that point that that was kind of what was going to happen and then of course because i was being extra as all get out that night decided to encourage such things nobody else did it though unfortunately that's okay 
I I can't scream like you can, so. Well, I I I don't even know I, where that came from. It was it was a. This is magical. That's what it, it was. It was the passion and the magic of the night, I guess. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, 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 also about Jessica uh, being cool and appreciating us. At one point in time, I was like, um, "Can we be friends?" Or whatever, or something like that, to her, and she's like, "Uh, we're already best friends." Oh, <laughs> that's so nice. So uh, all of us, like, so we we had like we're all like Facebook friends now, yeah. like we're Facebook officials. So you know that means that we're friends because you know once you because once you're Facebook friends, you're that's the real deal or right. something. Like that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that was, that was our night. It was a lot of fun. I can't wait to do something else like that again. Yeah, that'd be great. Costumes and props. Oh, yes, I had props. I had a fake gun that I carried around. I bought Emily a candlestick that she carried around. And I have it on my uh, desk now on top of it. Yes. Barnabas is holding it because he's... Barnabas is my stuffed elephant that guards my my desk area. So, um, for, for you lovely listeners who I'm sure are so intrigued by who Barnabas is, but he's holding the the candlestick, like a like a little like a little koala holds a band. <laughs> uh, oh, I just snorted. Uh, but uh, yeah, that candlestick is legit. Like I was like, this is rad. It was like two bucks. I went to guys. I went to Goodwill and I found a sweater for her to wear so she could be movie Miss Peacock. And I bought some stuff at the Dollar Tree to make her a little like. And I couldn't find any feathers. I have, it. I have it in my um in my closet in a special little box. Aww. Yeah. It's made out of an envelope for one of my birthday cards. <laughs> some fake flowers and some tool. It works. <laughs> and hot it works. glue. Right. It looks really cute. It looks perfect. And um, a comb. I forgot. It's got a comb on. Yeah, it. yeah. Because my my doofy hair. No, I mean. I'm definitely, like, going to have to, like, level up and, like, each time and, like, see how, like, just completely batty I can look. The battier, the better. Cause I, I was I going to say you know, that we should do, because I have all those beaded dresses, we should do, like, the 20s kind of looking thing sometime. Because I have a really long one. Uh, Stuff we should talk about off air. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry. But any well anyway so well, we could also be silly it's fun it's always yeah. fun to be silly oh I love I love it um but so ordeal by innocence mm-hmm. um so um did you watch it on Prime yes okay yes uh, and I watched it about three o'clock in the morning okay. <laughs> when it came out because I couldn't sleep and I was like ah. Screw this, I'm just going to get up and watch it. A wonderful thing to watch in the middle of the night. <laughs> Such a light-hearted, <laughs> whimsical tale. Yes. Uh, I can't stop laughing at that. Uh, I mean, it really wasn't like that scary or anything, no, so it just scary. makes it even funnier. It just makes it even funnier to me, you know, but... I get what you're saying. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. yeah, for me, it's just like, I was watching it, and I was thinking to myself the whole time, like, yeah, this this, this is what I remember. This <laughs> is it. 
Um, okay, so Ordeal by Innocence was a 1958 novel by Agatha Christie, um, mm-hmm. and it's reported to be one of her two favorites. Yes. So there's that. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely different than a lot of her other stuff. Even though, and maybe that's why, maybe she, I'd like to do some research on that part of her life to kind of see what was going on to see. I always, and I know it's not necessarily true, but I always wonder what's going on in authors or authoresses life that. Why did you gender author? I could like saying authoress. Okay. I don't know. Why. That's fair. I just That's think fair. it's a fun word to say. Um, I always just wonder sometimes, like, I okay, what was this person going through? Especially since you know, Agatha Christie's life had some interesting turns. Just to see, kind of like, okay, well, hmm, I wonder if that's why she decided to do that. But maybe she's just like, you know, I'm gonna write the story, and this is just how the story came out. That's fine too. Let us know if you found anything. Yeah, any uh, Agatha Christie files out there? Give us give us a head up, heads up. Any Christies out there? I don't know. I don't know what they call themselves. I don't know. Uh, Sleuths. Yes. Detect. I don't know. I'm done. Detectives. <laughs> that works. I'm done. I was like, yeah. It's like meh, whatever. Critics, Christie critics. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so uh, BBC has been doing these dramas of Christmas, these Agatha Christie dramas, just to kind of bring you back up to speed from where we were a year ago when we were talking about doing this and we're starting to do other things. Um, This one was supposed to come out in uh, 2017 for Christmas. It didn't Mm -hmm. because of the Ed Westwick thing, boo, whatever. They took him out. That's great. <laughs> we did not want to see him after all that business. Um, yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> um, so they reshot everything after Christmas, and it aired yeah. April of 2018, like Emily was saying, um, in on BBC. But I don't know what the deal was with BBC and Amazon Prime, but they were supposed to come out at the same time from what I gathered but I guess not because we can't have nice things in the United States apparently <laughs> uh, but it just came out August 10th like I said um, yeah they say that 45 minutes of footage from the 35 scenes that were shot mm-hmm. were shot over 12 days with because uh, the gentleman that took over the role for Ed Westwick was Christian Cook mm-hmm. he's I, been in quite a few things is that why I didn't know. Had I didn't even realize that the mother had changed. Yeah, because Catherine. Well, I don't know because Catherine Keener was originally. Did, did she uh, drop out before just, all of that business? I think she what? did. I think that was besides the point. I just know that Catherine Keener had been originally slated, which is interesting because I don't believe Catherine Keener is British. No, I think she's American, isn't she? Or is I know, she yeah, she's not. Done a lot of American. Maybe she, yeah, I mean, that's, I, um, hold on one second. Uh, <laughs> to the internet. To the Googles. Um, because, which I can totally see her being this character in a way. Because she has, I mean, 
definitely the the actress they got to play Rachel, the the main the mother slash. Spoiler alert for Ordeal by Innocence, by the way, guys. If you haven't seen it, maybe you should go watch it first. <laughs> You're gonna get bothered because there's gonna be spoilers. So anyway, um, the one that gets killed, she's the the reason that this whole story is being shared with us all. Because she's it opens with her, but um, they kind of had the same look to them. I felt like, yeah, she's from. Oh, she's married to Dermot Maroney. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, um, I didn't know that. Miami, Florida. So yeah, she's not. No, she's she's American. Huh. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe something. Has she they don't been doing? Really what kind of has she been doing? English stuff? Is she like uh, Elizabeth know. McGovern or like Gillian <laughs> Anderson now? She's been McGoverned. Um, let me see. Let me look up her filmography. Um, because honestly, I know her mostly from being John Malkovich. Right. And a bunch of movies um, like that. Um, she was also in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Mm-hmm. She's, I mean, I'm not really seeing anything in here that's... So not even, like, in the last few years since she I mean, she was in Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Hmm, yeah. Um, uh, she was also in Get Out. Right. She played the mom in Get Out. Yeah, no. She was huh. incredible too. She was Evelyn Deaver's voice. Oh, she was, wasn't she? Yeah, so I don't know. Which, if I cut my hair short again, just for anybody out there, I'm going to cosplay her, by the way. Um, oh, fun. Yay. Because <laughs> when my hair's real short, it looks like that. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't get why she... I mean, it's fine. It's not like, how dare they? It's just, it's just an interesting choice, considering every single other person in it is of is British. Right, right. And, you know, it's a pretty British film. Like, I mean, it's pretty, it's not like, you know, with like Midnight in the Orient Express. I can't even talk right now. I'm done. Um, yeah, they Murder had. Murder on the Orient Express. I keep calling it Midnight for some reason. And I think it's because I keep wanting to call it Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, which is a completely <laughs> different book. A completely different movie. Right. in every single way it could be and yet for some reason I just keep wanting to say that by the way Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil really really good you should see it sometime anyway um, it's one of my favorite books um, anyway um, yeah so Catherine Keener was supposed to be the original um, Rachel in this but she wasn't yeah I didn't even know until I went to uh, whenever I saw it posted that it was going to show up on Amazon Prime whatever day, and I read the cast list, and I went, wait a minute. And then I go, and I find it, and I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> I was like, did I imagine Catherine Keener was supposed to be in this? Yeah, this this cast is really great, though. I mean, you've got, you know, Bill Nye, mm-hmm. who's always a treasure. Mm-hmm. And then um, Anthony Boyle is actually um, playing uh, Scorpius, um, in, on the he, he debuted as Scorpius uh, Malfoy at, when they did Harry Potter and the Cursed Child in London. Mm-hmm. There now he's playing him at the Lyric Theater Theater in on Broadway right now. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was interesting that you know he's playing such a because in that in that book and stuff in the play or whatever he's he's a good guy. But I can see, but he did a very good job. He was not in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Old Jacko. Uh, 
Yeah, he played Jack Argyle. Bill Nye played Leo Argyle, the dad, the patriarch yeah. of the family. Um, let's see. Anna Chancellor is who took Catherine Keener's place as Rachel, the mother, uh, mm-hmm. and murder victim. Um, which does sound like a tiny part, but if you watch it, if you've yeah, already watched it, you've seen that there are flashbacks. Very, yeah, she's very alive. And unlikable. Like, they made everyone super unlikable. In this. Oh, yeah, everybody in it. Pretty much is the worst. The only person that I kind of like in the in, and I, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself, is poor Christina. Oh yes. Esther, mm-hmm. like they're the only ones that I, because I feel bad for Hester, because I feel like she just wanted to go be with that guy and have the baby and live a little happy life in a hovel somewhere, mm-hmm. and no, Rachel wouldn't let her. I don't know why. Um, we have Morvan Christie who played Kirsten Lindstrom. Morvin. I don't know if she's any relation to Agatha Christie, but we're not going to look. So we're gonna I look just like her name is Morvan. Morvan. That is such a British name. Morvan. Uh, Crystal Clark is who played Tina Argyle. She's one of their adopted daughters. Uh, Christian Cook played Mickey Argyle, also adopted. I think all the... They're all adopted. All adopted, yeah. yeah. Uh, Alice Eve was Gwenda Vaughn. Uh, she was Leo's secretary, and by the time we get to this, she is uh, his fiance. Um, Matthew Good, who before we started recording, Emily noted is in everything now, and uh, yes. she's absolutely right. And he never looks any different. Some no, people just look completely different when they're in stuff. So if you come across something that he's in, you're like, what like am I watching? Coming. He becomes the British uh, Kevin Bacon. He's like in everything. <laughs> and and if like you Downton Abbey fans, he's married to another. He's married to another Mary. In this, and she's mm-hmm. also kind of the worst. Right. So like, and she's also the oldest. Yeah, it was like okay. <laughs> is I mean, are they just like okay, Matthew? Matthew Good pretends like you're on Downton Abbey again and go. Just pretend to be yourself, son, grown up. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just be <laughs> and terrible. Son. And oh, by the way, you're paralyzed. Oh, and by the way, you have you have a morphine addiction or something like that. Oh, um, Ella Purnell is Hester Argyle, who you've already mentioned. Was uh, she's the? I assume she's the youngest of I, all I, the yeah, kids, right? I, so. Yeah. Um, Eleanor Tomlinson is Mary Durant, who is Philip's oh. wife, the oldest, also terrible. <sighs> Luke Treadway is uh, the uh, Doctor Calgary, and I kept looking at him and being like, "Why do I know this guy?" One, he has a twin. Two, me and Cindy went and saw um, the curious incident of the dog oh, yeah, in the nighttime. Yeah, he's in that. And he's he so was, good. He he played. Um, the lead role in that yeah. at the National Theater in 2003 or whatever, and um, and it was this guy, not his twin brother, and I can't remember what it, I looked up his twin brother too to see what all he was in, but um, anyway, so that's why I, he's bit, he's more of a theater actor, yeah, I think. Yeah, when he's I been tell. in a lot of that. And yeah, music. To, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Is there anybody else in this that, like, I mean, there was a lot of people, but I'm just curious. I don't feel like there was anybody, like, the supporting, supporting roles weren't really. Mm-hmm. 
anyone. And most of the supporting roles uh, are like the young, playing everyone as young, the children yeah. when they were young. Um, then there's like the chief detective and his wife. Oh yeah, well that uh, and they, and they're kind of important because they play yeah. into this a little bit. Yeah. So Brian McCart, yeah McCarty was Bellamy Gould, the chief detective, and then Francis Gray played Lydia Gould, which is Bellamy's wife. Oh, he was in Snatch with Rupert Grant. Oh. And Ed Westwick. Huh. Yeah. Well, not anymore. Yeah, I don't know if they're still doing that show or not, but that's interesting. I mean, it's it's not a surprise. I mean, there's just so many, you know, with over there... Um, over there, I said that's so terrible. Over there, but to all they, it's a lot smaller. Like people do a lot of stuff, but, mm-hmm. but over and over and over again, it's a it's a smaller little unit, mm-hmm. you know. So especially in these things, so yeah. But I didn't realize he was in Snatch. Yeah, I kind of watch it, but I just haven't had a chance to. But anyway, sorry about that. I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Good old Rupert Grint. Um. So I wanted to read the synopsis like any normal person would, uh, but I couldn't decide if I wanted to read the book one or the movie one because they're different. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They're totally different. (laughs) So I'll just read the little synopsis of each episode, and we'll talk about the episode, and we can talk about what's different between like things that happened in the episode and things that might have happened in the book, what we think of it. Um, I don't know if you have any, you know, uh, before we start that, if you have any thoughts about it in general, like a, you know, an overarching thoughts about this particular miniseries, or if you just want to wait till the end and give your thoughts. I mean, I... I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. I'm not going to lie. And I think I was pretty honest. Um, maybe in previous ones. I don't know if I've gone Because this is not my favorite Agatha Christie book. I mean, I'm sorry, Dame Christie. It's just not. I don't know. I just it never. I like Crooked Houses better um, and some others. But, you know, I felt like, though, I can understand why they would choose this one, especially if it's one of her favorites. Because it is one that is very... Um, it's really, I mean, it's darker than a lot of her stuff. Mm-hmm. And again, I will always be, I'm, one thing I was going to say, uh, yeah, I remember, is I think it's really interesting. They're going to have this at Christmas. <laughs> I guess that, you know, they had the whole, because in the movie, it's it happens on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Still, like, they, like, what is it with the BBC and, like, some of the most depressing stuff? Like, I remember, this is a side note, I remember the year like one of the most depressing years it was like christmas day and i'm watching all the christmas specials for the different english british shows that i was really into mm. and it's like downton abbey the one where max dies oh. um it was the end of merlin because mm-hmm. merlin is that year the doctor who episode where i think it was oh which one was it i think it was oh it was the one where clara gets introduced for the first time Oh, she oh, died. That was it. sad too. Yeah, yeah oh, like it was super depressing. And then they did a mini series of this book that I love called The Thirteenth Tale with Olivia Coleman in it and Sophie Turner of oh. Game of Thrones fame. She has like a she's in a flashback, but um, and Vanessa Redgrave plays uh, in it as well. And it's really depressing, although it's really good. And so it was just I like mean, I was hoping it's really good with that cast. Just 
Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. It's an amazing book. Um, and the, they did it. They, of course, changed it. Spoiler alert. And um, they changed. Imagine that they changed the book when they made the money series. Um, guess what, guys? That's going to happen here. Um, but, uh, you know, um, it was. But I'm just I think it's interesting that, you know, in America, we tend to always have these like fluffy, sweet shows Frank and, and stuff like shows. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and then and then you know apparently in England, a lot. Of, I mean they have other stuff like Miranda had a, her stuff and they're always great, but it's always pretty sad and you're just like, call also, them in. I mean, people are sitting around with their families and drinking on holidays apparently no, in England. Yeah, I'm just that's like that's certainly not anything that you do when you come from a Southern Baptist home. <laughs> I don't know what no, you go no. back home. To your own house and you do that from having to deal with your relatives yeah basically but it was just interesting that this was originally going to be at christmas because this is not something that i would be like oh let's sit by the fire and you know watch the christmas trees and oh look there let's put this on for a nice you know light-hearted romp <laughs> and then be like oh <laughs> right Wonderful. Okay. So, the first episode, uh, we see Rachel Argyle fall to the floor, bleeding all over the place. Um, She's got this wound on the back of her head, and, you know, we think it's caused by this whiskey decanter, blah, blah, blah. We see her taken off on a stretcher. the, they, we see, you know, that her son, Jack, is taken, is, is charged with this murder and all this kind of thing. Um, and that he gets beaten in prison, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then 18 months later, we find out that his dad, Leo, is, uh, preparing to get married to, uh, Gwenda Vaughn, the secretary. Um, and because of this, we have all of the other family members come into the house. Uh, Mickey, who hasn't been around, comes back. Um, I was going to say Tina comes back, but Tina had come back because she was a mother. She was living away, and then she came back. And um, she had been always kind of Rachel's favorite yeah. from what, um, like, Mary, yeah, the oldest, who had been the first one that got adopted by this by the parent, by Leo and Rachel, she's got some serious like she wants to be the favorite and she gets very upset that she's not <laughs> yeah for sure um let's see uh, Hester she's just they have her like on a swing yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah. Thing where they would go back and forth in the beginning of like flashing back to when how old was she was supposed to be? I don't know. That was something I was trying to figure out too because she was in um because she could look like she was like nine and then like <laughs> she should have just had her play herself when she was supposed to be because she's got such like this young because she played in um crap Miss Peregrine's um oh yeah she was the blonde the yes. main yeah yes. and she's in a show now on Stars. But yeah, she the is, blonde hair that threw me off. Why? Well, yeah, yeah. She's the same person. But she's like on a swing, and they show her, and like Mary's husband, who's played by Matthew Good, who's in everything. He's like looking out the window. Yeah. And his, 
you know, getting his perv on. It looks like he's doing, like, some sort of gymnastics or something, and then we realize he can't use his legs, so he's just exercising the top half of his body. Yeah. yeah, and so he's in his wheelchair, and then he's all and he's all like staring at. This yeah, he's about some Hester, seventeen-year-old like swinging on a swing or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it uh, was like, dude. I mean, and he's just vile. And Mary is very. And the reason I think Mickey, you know, like you said, has come back is because the marriage. Mm-hmm. And Mary hates Gwenda, like hates her, and is just straight up like, no. You are not okay. Like well, I mean, and they do kind of paint her as sort of a terrible person anyway. That like oh, even yeah, the maid not... runs away from her and stuff. Oh yeah, Kirsten, poor Kirsten. And the thing is, is Kirsten, she like we were talking about screaming earlier. Like that's the other thing. She's like like she's the one that apparently that's what you finds her. Mm-hmm. You hear her screaming, and then you know because that opening scene. Yes. And um that's all happening because it keeps me like the opening scene with her falling and her head and then they keep going back and forth flashbacking kind of it's kind of like this weird ethereal type thing and then you know Kirsten's just screaming her head off the whole time right um oh so we have uh the the doctor uh Arthur Arthur Calgary show up and um while they're getting ready for everything and he's like hey your son is innocent because I picked him up on the road and then he tries to prove it and he's embarrassed by some of the details so then he do, he lies to the dad so the dad's like whatever you're gone you're lying everybody comes here trying to get a piece of this so sorry uh, and sends him off uh, uh, and you know everybody's kind of like what's happening and so Mickey goes to this guy's hotel room and wakes him up it was like, weird I was like how this hotel room yeah, because at that point I was still kind of like, okay, Mickey's not so bad, whatever. And then I'm like, what? How? Because that's the thing. Like he's the doctor's thinking, oh, I'm gonna do this great thing because I'm gonna help save this man's life. But the problem is he didn't know that Jack had been beaten to death in prison. Yes, which oh, it's not what yes. happened in the book. Yeah, which is not what happened in the book. In the book, he had pneumonia yeah. and died. That's what I was gonna say. I thought it was pneumonia. Yeah, and so he's totally like gobsmacked by this and like you know everybody you know so they're just kind of like you know it's happened we've moved on we're trying to move on you're opening us back up again you know that kind of thing or we think that's why we're not sure mm-hmm. at this point we're not supposed to know yeah apparently because of course you know if if jack didn't do it then that means someone else has done it and it's most likely someone the murderers in the house. Family, you know, because all of them are terrible and have reasons to want to kill Rachel. Yeah, I think, like, they make... Do you... How was Tina portrayed in the book? Christina, was she... Was she black in the book? See, that was something I was trying to remember, and I'm going to be honest with you. Because I can't remember. I, I didn't read very much of it, and I can't honestly remember if it said anything while I was reading it. I don't remember her being black. Which is fine. Yeah, that's the thing. She's the only one in the family that is black because, um, like we said, all these kids have been adopted. and yeah. Which is cool because in the book, you know, and we find this out 
you know, and you don't really know this because there's some glimpses of Rachel not being a complete and terrible person, but she used to be this amazing, be this very kind and loving person. And then I guess because she couldn't have kids, she just, for some reason, it just, and then there's a scene that happens in the third episode, which is pretty rough, but she, I think thought, okay, well, that's why I'll go and adopt these girls. I'll, I'll adopt these kids. I kept, I think she kept thinking that these kids would fill up, would make it better. And I don't think it did. And then she just became more and more terrible as the years went on for some reason. They never really explain why she's quite as terrible as she is in the movie. It's just, she's just kind of terrible. And yeah, Jack, it's all like a mommy dearest kind of thing. Yeah, she's it's just, very odd. She's very, yeah. Cause you know, they show that flashback where they're learning in school and poor Mickey is, you know, he says butter. And she's like, you need to say it twice. You need butter. Yeah. It's butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like Watch it with the oh, closed captioning. <laughs> you know, like, Watch it with the closed captioning, you guys. It's hilarious because it has a apostrophe. Because, I mean, you know, this is supposed to be this very, like, Christina can even say it because she's black and she can yeah. say butter. That's basically what it was implying. Well, and then Mary says, like, terrible things to her, too. Yeah. Like, implying, like, like. Uh, sorry, Mary, go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah, Mary is the worst. Mary, Mary, I mean, I feel bad for her sometimes in it, but she's just the worst because, like, they show that scene where, like, Kirsten takes them all to go play and they're all having a lot of fun. And nope, not Mary. Mary's just over there, like, no, I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to have fun. I'm just going to stand in the corner and have a big and just stick my lip out because I wanted mommy and daddy all by myself, you know? Right. Uh, okay, so let me see where else we were on this. Um, as we always get derailed. Um, so also what happens in episode one, somehow everybody becomes intrigued by this doctor coming by. Yeah, I felt like some serious vibes, though, between him and, uh, like they were trying to make it seem like maybe him and uh, Hester would get together. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Maybe I'm yeah. just being weird, but I felt like that. Yeah, kind of, like, because, well, by the end. Yeah, the end, it was totally like they were almost kind of, like, making him take Jack's place, in a way. Yeah. Because they, because, you know, they go to, go to get him, and he's, like, standing there watching them, and they're all, like, looking at him, and I felt like, okay, (laughs) what, what are they gonna do? No idea what's gonna happen. Other, like, well, and, like. And I know we're jumping ahead, but, like, did you see that, like, when they got out, like, Christina's all, like, being girly again, and, like, she's looking at Mickey, like, yeah, yeah I want you, like, a tall drink of something, you know, like, <laughs> uh, like the British car mechanic who can't say butter that you are. <laughs> I'm gonna just call it, like, I'm just gonna just walk around and be, like, from now on, I want some butter. <laughs> It was so over the top. Like, okay. seriously. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> we gotta get through this. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't want to lose my place. That's really what it is. But Philip, Philip, Mary's husband, shows up at this hotel later oh. on in the afternoon after he's already been, like, you know, tussled around by Mickey. And he's just like, and Mickey's told him, you need to leave. You need to, I gotta get out of here. We don't want you around. Yeah, we don't want to bring it all back up again. But yeah. Philip is like, oh, you should stick around because it'll make it more interesting. He's like, it sounds, yeah, he's like, oh, and, and and we can make him, we'll make them, we can blackmail them and blah. And, and, and it's not even an exaggeration. 
No, he's like, oh, you know, like, I'm going to come out. Oh, oh. He was like, like, he was very, like, yeah, like, if he had had, like, a trench coat on, he just needed a twirly mustache. Right. He needs, like, oh. He maybe, needs, like, maybe if he had, like, a cat to pet the whole time. Oh, yeah, like, 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 um, yeah, totally. Because he was just, like, if you because. I mean, I can tell Matthew Good was having a blast being just the most terrible person ever. Right? Like, he was just... He can be over-the-top terrible because everybody else was. He was just, like, bringing it to a 12, and, like, I mean, it was ridiculous. And the doctor, I mean, I, he's, like, the only person in this in this movie or miniseries that is actually, like, a decent human being, and he's just absolutely horrified that this is what... He's like, this is your family, and he's like, oh no, it's not. <laughs> you know, and you're just like, yeah, we'll get them back for not giving us enough money. Yeah, because kind of he's mad because I mean, I do think he did love Mary at one point because they show them, you know, when they're getting their pictures taken, and yeah. one time Mary actually looks somewhat like not, you know, horrible, and she. And but I think being wounded and everything just has made him very bitter. And then of course not being able to you know do what men do apparently. And then although he tries and she's just he can pee in a bag and stick it on his head. He can't pee in a bag. And that my my favorite is my favorite part with him. And this is terrible. It's when like Mary's in the bathroom or something getting ready or something, and he's just like pulling himself across the floor, being just mean as a snake to her mm-hmm. like saying these just horrible things to her as he's just pulling his body <laughs> his, his toy with, <laughs> just trying, he's like and she's on the, the getting dressed and he's just pulling himself oh his lifeless legs across the floor so terrible but it's so bad and I'm just sitting here laughing and John's like what's wrong and I'm like he's just ridiculous <laughs> I love that that's amazing um, I'm just like what is going on why is he like, just let him get dressed she's just trying to get dressed or something I mean talking here. about that I don't remember what episode that's in but he's just always like berates her and is horrible to her and, and she asks him she's like why why do you treat me like this? I don't. And he's just like, I, I don't know. Oh, basically. At one point, he's at one point he's all like telling her it's easy because she's already, you know, beat down or whatever. So oh, yeah, because she asks for it because you know that's just what it is. And then poor, yeah. But anyway, it's just. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just still have this vision of him just. <laughs> 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 and he <trying> to... <laughs> You know, it's just, oh, man. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, like, the, so Dr. Calgary is super horrified by this. He right. looks, poor baby, baby face Calgary. And um, so he keeps trying to, like, he, everybody keeps telling him to leave, and he just doesn't. He's like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna do the right thing, gosh darn it. I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know... I'm going to get this guy exonerated and everybody's just, and nobody wants him to do it. Which that brings us to episode two, because he shows back up at the house. Yes. And, and was that, and when does he get, this is when he gets grabbed and Mickey, like Mickey's like, 
what are you doing? And grabs him and then drops him off at the train station. Oh, that's right. I'm just trying to remember. Because, you know, and then, like, someone tries to, because then they, yeah, yeah, okay, I got it. Because he goes and tries to see the police and everything, and they, or he's going to go, and I guess that's when he gets grabbed and he goes to the plane, at the train station, and, yeah, and they're, like, yelling at each other, and then he has, like, this scene where he, like, flashes back, because, of course, he has a secret mm-hmm. that he can't tell anyone which is very different from the book as well like he is not like this at all in the book but right. they for some reason felt the need to do this to make it i don't really know why like i don't know if they were trying to like i, I really don't understand why they decided to go this way with it but well, what um what it specifically says on wikipedia this the sentence will help um I mean, it won't help explain why they change it, but it says the difference in between the book and the movie is in Dr. Calgary's portrait is mentally disturbed in this version. I wish they had yes. I wish they quotes so around that. Because he freaking um, developed the formula for the atomic bombs. And and it yeah, and so he's that mentally disturbed. In World War II. Um and um so that puts his testimony into doubt whereas in the book his testimony is seen as reliable from the very beginning yeah, he's never one yeah he's just this dude wasn't he like I can't remember wasn't he like in a accident like a car accident or something something delayed him from being able to tell anyone he when the, he well in the movie he says he was on that expedition where he was right. but in the book that's where he was right he was okay yeah and that's why he went to go get yeah he gave philip a ride he gave jack a ride i liked gwenna better in the book just because when he's talking about that she knows exactly what he's talking about and in the movie she's she's an idiot and mean it just doesn't make any sense like like, it it, it was still be mean and have her be somewhat intelligent but it was just very convoluted because i don't know why they felt the need maybe because they wanted to add an extra like wrinkle in the plan but like or they wanted because i guess they felt like it would be boring if he was just this normal dude i don't know it just didn't really have any it just didn't make any sense to me why they would have this as part of the plot i felt like too much time was spent with him wringing his hands and looking like hollowed eyed and 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 he's distraught because he developed the formula that was what went on to become what created the bombs in that were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, fat man and little boy. And so then he's like having this monologue about, I didn't want, he's like, I didn't want to take the medicine anymore because it made me not care. And I wanted to care. And he's like, and was it Bill Nye? Was he just like, I care about what he's like, I made the bombs. And you're just, what in the world? Like, and okay, I'm tired of the whole. Oh, well, this person has some sort of mental illness, yeah. so they're not reliable. Exactly. Why? Why couldn't he be reliable? I mean, I'm sorry, but if he did create, if he did have guilt, survivor's guilt after, because I'm sure that is yeah. that happened to doctors. I mean, I would feel like a, you know, if he did have survivor's guilt and have PTSD from that and all that. Yeah, like, why is that a bad thing? At least it shows, again, that he's a decent person and actually cares about, like, yeah, because Bill Nye's like, you're a physicist. What could you have possibly done? And he's just like, you know, I just, yeah, that really frustrated me with this. We and then a lot of the scenes of him, like, wringing his hands and his the close-ups of his distraught expression 
that just weren't necessary. Him beating on windows. And we skipped how he got back to the house this oh, next time. Oh, yeah, that's why, that's why he, he was keeping... He was on the train, and then he's like, no, no, I have to do what's right, basically. And he makes yeah. the train stop, and he jumps off the train and walks back to the house. And then he nearly gets ran over by the police officer because he called the police, and it's the... What is his name? Why did I forget the policeman's name all of a sudden? Go... Okay, yeah. Scroll, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, Gould... Like, he's driving in the car, and I was like, like, he pulled, like, he's talking to him, but you can't really see his face, and I'm like, oh, I know who this is. And then he drives down the road, and he comes back at very high speed to run over the doctor. The doctor jumps out of the way, and Gould runs into a, conveniently runs into a wall and dies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, going through the windshield. I mean, yeah, that was... seatbelts, people. Yeah. Yeah, he, they just show this scene of him just going through his windshield, and he's just laying there kind of like, ooh. And you're just, I was like, okay, that was neat. So then, and, of course, he tells Argyle all of this, and Argyle knows who it is. But he also knows, you know, it's like, oh, it's his friend, and he also knows that they're probably not up to any good because right. that's obviously how things run around in that town. <laughs> yes. Yes. And what we find out in the third episode, why he knows for sure that he's up to no good. Because um, we don't find out, do we not find out till later that that it was his, is it later when we find out how why Jack got beat up, that it was all because of him? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, we don't find that until the third, okay. the third episode. We know he got beat up in prison and that and that because they like cover half his face and you don't see it until, you know, and you know that, yeah, we don't, but we don't know anything about why until you just think it's because he probably ticked somebody off. Cause Jack liked to just say stuff that was absolutely, he liked to rile people up. He wanted to cause problems. Cause he did, he said like horrible things. Like, I mean, he was a terrible person. He did some terrible things just for no, I mean, and I don't know if it was because like that particular he, policeman, like he slept with his wife. Yes, he did. And like he, found out. And he like insinuated. And I was kind of confused. Like, was he saying that was the policeman gay? He was, well, I, he was like, at least or molesting. Yeah, like, at least like insinuating maybe? that he was a pedophile. So, yeah. Pedophile. But yeah, like, you know, he was just, yeah, like that didn't make it, it was very clumsy. Like it was just like, oh, and it's a, oh, and by the way, you're a pedophile, you know, like, and you're just kind of like, where did this come from? Like, and so that was one of the reasons that, you know, that ended up, that's why that pol- that policeman was helping whomever did it, you know, try to dispose of any kind of, because they, they wanted Jack to take the fall. We know that. We know Jack was set up, even though he is a terrible person and could have done it and probably would have done it eventually if he, you know, had his druthers. But he was, but first he did not do it in this, in this one at all. We know that. In the book, that's kind of a different story. Yeah, because in the book, okay, so in, we can't even go by the, the, the things anymore. Um. Wait, okay, let's finish episode three, and then 
we'll yeah. talk about the stuff that's different in the book because it's just so hard with because things are in different orders and everything. Like it's, they're listen, their last name's not even spelled the same. Oh, I know it's completely like, different. Yeah, so it's just weird. Like I'm like of all the weird things change. Okay, but okay. Yeah. Basically, we know that each person has had some reason mm-hmm. that they wanted Rachel dead. And this is what's in episode three. I feel like they yeah. should have spread that out through some of the other exactly. episodes. Like, that was the thing. The third episode was the one that I felt was the most interesting because you're actually finally getting to know, like, okay, these characters. But it was so rushed that it was kind of like, okay, you know, and then yeah. it was over. Yeah, because we find out that... Uh, as Emily had was talking about earlier about Hester, like she ran off with this guy and they got married and so she was gone for a month or whatever, you know, or however long she was gone for. Yeah, she told her uh, if you're not talented, you could at least be pretty and I think she had always been kind of the pretty one that they wanted to do and so she, yeah, was living in this very because she lived away for a while and Rachel goes to see her and drugs her. Yes. Pays yes. off her I guess husband or but person she's she with. She comes home and Rachel. Uh, I mean, Rachel comes there and and Hester's not home and she pays off the husband to just leave and never. Yeah, home. he does. He does, which sucks. Five hundred pounds, and then she like crushes up this these pills yeah. and her thinks it's sugar cream or sugar milk or whatever, and then takes her to the hospital and tells the doctor to. Find out if she's pregnant. If she is, get rid of it. Yeah. Which she seems to have some remorse about because she's like crying in the car as she's driving her back to the back from the hospital. A little bit. I don't know what she was crying about. To be quite honest with you, I was like, "What's going on?" I think it was because she was disappointed. (laughs) Oh, okay. There you go. I don't don't know. know. It was very weird. I was like, "Her is so evil." And then her, and then Hester wakes up and she's like, "Why are you crying?" And and Rachel's like, doesn't speak. She's like, "I want Daddy." I guess she might have been Daddy's. I think she was Daddy's favorite. Yeah. I think she was Leo's favorite. Christina was. I think Christina and Mickey were were Rachel's favorites. And poor Mary and Jack were just kind of. Well, I think Jack I mean, was Kristen's favorite. Because at one point um, we see—I don't know if it was this episode or the one before. I think it was this episode because that's—that is literally when everything happens with everybody. We yeah. see Tina on her bike, and then these guys are like yelling at her. Yeah, they're Fizzle. horrible. And so she throws like her purse and her shoes and everything at them. Yeah, and she comes back home, and Leo is like getting on to her about, you know, she's an Argyle, she shouldn't do that, but then he's like, you know, my best girl, and he gives her a hug and everything at the end, after he's already yelled at her and everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is so, I think he maybe, maybe he likes Tina and Hester, maybe, and then Tina and Mickey were the other, the mom, anyway. Well, I think Christina was the one that, you know, she was no super one likes smart. Mary. That's yeah, nobody likes think. Mary. Basically, a nun for Mary, goodbye. Like, you know, it was just one of those things because, yeah, Mary, she just, and that's something that, like, she just really wanted her parents to pay attention to her. She was always asking for Rachel to pay attention. Like, when she got married, she kept asking Rachel how she, if she was happy for her. You know, it was just like nothing was ever enough. It always had to be, you know, the Rachel's approval and she would just follow Rachel around, and I think it just 
yeah, you know, and she just wanted someone to love her the most. Yeah, and so, um, basically, so that's Hester's story, why she would kill Rachel, you know, basically, because you see her wake up after when they're yeah. screaming. She's got blood on her nightgown. All over, and yeah. At that point. And, it's and like, then we figure out, well, it's like she's that. bleeding because she's having a miscarriage because she was forced to have an abortion. Or no, she was having issues after having a the abortion. Because, um, you know, they. I, she was just like, oh, have them load her in the car when you're done also. Yeah. Like, Jesus, she's not even going to let her yeah, stay at the hospital. she has the flu. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then we find out that um, Mickey and Tina ha- had been seeing each other while she was while she was living in town, when she had her little place in town that she lived in. And then, like, Jack had figured it out because he slept in one of Mickey's cars and saw them come home and yeah, each other or whatever. I guess they'd always been kind of sweet on each other. Yeah, and and they'd always think as thieves. I mean, it just creeps me out. Um, I mean, they're not related. I know. But I get it. I have I, a stepbrother. We're I not related. I think is that... And it creeps me out. Oh, no, that's fine. No, I agree. I mean, it's just, it is weird. I mean, I've heard of it happening in real life, but it still weirds me out. And I mean... One of my cousins married one of her cousins, but he was adopted, so he wasn't biologically her cousin. Right, so, right. Uh, whatever. I mean, I think and the difference is, is that it just, too, is that's the thing. Like, I think that's, but, I mean, the reaction that Rachel has at her is just awful. Like, telling yeah. her that she's filth and she's horrible. And I think that's why, because in the, when you meet Christina at the beginning, she's very, like, she's very covered. She's very prim and proper. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, she's not girly at all. But in the flashback, she's a little bit more you know sultry and stuff and wearing a dress you know like a real you know and showing like you know her hair's down and stuff because you know when your hair's down that means you're more ready to party well she did work at a library remember that's right right and you that's can't an international you can't, sign nope, of a hot library down if they're a librarian that's true that's true i forgot oh uh, <laughs> chignan I mean, both of us have worked at libraries, so we know, you guys. Yeah, uh, true. <laughs> so, then we also find out the reason why Gwenna could have killed her. Gwenda, I'm sorry, I keep pronouncing her name, whatever. <laughs> I have a friend named Gwenna. Anyway, Gwenda, uh, why she might have done it is because she was having an affair with uh, Leo, and <laughs> and Rachel found these... Yeah, her panties in the. Her panties. She found her pants in the office. And Jack saw it, and like he knew that that Leo had had an affair too, because he was there when it happened. And it's like, why? Like, I don't know. Maybe okay, so maybe they made Jack not married so that he could follow everybody around, and know all and the I secrets. Know, I'm just like he, because he knew everybody's secrets. So I think that was another reason why, you know, people were not so. Oh, and important side note, at this point in the third episode, because the second episode ends because um, Matthew Good. Oh, yes. Yeah, he 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 has seemed to figure it out who's done it. And he turns around and he, he goes, of course, it's you. Right. <laughs> and then um, for some reason, 
The doctor is downstairs talking to Bill Nye's characters after he tells them about his PTSD or whatever from, you know, creating the formula for Hir- for Hiroshima or whatever and, little- and Nagasaki. And he goes, he's been in the shower a long time. And so they go upstairs and they find Matthew Good dead in the shower with a, morph- with a syringe in his arm. And that's the end of the second episode. And that's, and then... I love it when the doctor's like, I put coins over his eyes so he looks more peaceful. And I was just like, does he? And they're supposed to tell, they're supposed to tell Mary. And it took till halfway through the third episode before anybody tells her. Yeah. And she's just kind of like, okay. Right. I know. Cool. Whatever. Because she'd already had her like break because. Oh, oh, yeah. That was the great, that was the greatest part about her character though. When she had it. When. That was great. All of a sudden, Philip realizes it could be any one of them because he knows it's not him, and he's right. scared of her. I know, because she's, she, I mean, and she could have because she was upset because after, like, she kept going to her mother and her mother, and this scene did get to me. I thought it was actually very well done. Mm-hmm. She says to her, "Why couldn't you? Why did you choose me if you couldn't love me?" And Rachel turns to her and says, "I chose you because I was sad." And it's not your fault that you couldn't fix that. Mm-hmm. And Jack sees it and he's just like, damn, you know, I mean, and because despite the fact that Jack is the worst, he does seem to really care about his brothers and sisters. Like he's concerned when Hester is coming up the stairs after the, you know, miscarriage or whatever, slash abortion, slash whatever. And then I don't think he meant to tell Rachel, I think he was just trying to stick it to her. Yeah. I don't think he meant to betray Nikki and and Christina to Rachel. I think he was just mad and he was and he said it. I don't know. He could have done it, but I felt like he genuinely cared about his sisters and brothers and brother, even though he was a terrible person. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. Like he really. I mean, I it, I don't think. I don't think there was an instance where we saw him treating his brothers and sisters the way he did everybody else. Oh, yeah. Like the way he treated his mother and his father and then like and, everyone else. Yeah. But I think he generally did care about his brother and sisters. I just think he just for some reason had to, he was so unhappy and he was angry. I mean, and that's the thing. They never really explain why. I mean, yes, Rachel was terrible. Leo was just kind of, kicking it around like he wasn't really that bad to any of them he just kind of was not there so i don't know if that was it like he was just kind of like okay i don't know why he was they were like jack was so intent on i mean until you know we find out because he doesn't know yeah um kirsten's apparent reason in the movie to have maybe done something is uh like she liked Rachel, but she probably this is I don't know I don't know why it matters. She probably wouldn't have killed Rachel because Rachel was always good to her. Because yeah, there's a scene where they're Leo, in the like raped her when she was a kid and oh yeah. Jack is her kid. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Jack is the illegitimate child of Leo and Kirsten because in this in the book. Kirsten's way older, but in this one, she's yeah. like in her thirties, and, yeah, and in the book, she's supposed to be super plain and stuff. And in, in the book, book, she was Jack's lover, right? Well, or yeah, something like that. he had convinced her that he was in love with her, 
And she was the one that ends up killing Rachel in the book. Like she's the one that does it. And because he made her think that if he, she did that, they would get married and he would, you know, all this stuff, but it turns out he's married, you know, in the book. And you don't really know much about his wife that much really at all. But yeah, so there's that. So that was really weird that they chose to do that with, because there's that scene where they're in the bunker or whatever. And like Rachel's having her like panic attack. And so Kirsten comes in and lays down on the bed with her and is like telling her to breathe. And that was weird. I don't know if that was to parallel when Kirsten finds her in the study after she's been hit over the head and she's dying and she's like, please stay with me. And Kirsten's like, doing that same thing where she's like breathe breathe you know and then it was really kind of sweet and sad at the same time that the only time that Rachel like could be at all somewhat human was that when she was dying because that part where she looks at her and she goes I don't know what's happening to me because that was weird like she gets hit she wakes up she's stumbling around and then she's just sitting in the chair and then she just looks at Kirsten and is like well (laughs) which I was like okay because Kirsten finds out that when Rachel, because Jack goes to confront Rachel about her telling Mary that she didn't love her and that she couldn't do anything to help. And so, and he's like, I'm so sorry you had to choose. And then he tells her about Tina and Mickey and Rachel's just kind of like, why do you have to be so cruel? And he's like, well, why did you pick me? And she's like, I didn't pick you. You're Kirsten and Leo's. And he's, it's like the one time you're kind of like, oh, you feel a little bad for him because his face, he just looks completely like, God, he just looks it's like your crushed. mother is cooking dinner or whatever she says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also, oh, and he was going and he was kind of gloating to her about the fact that Leo had been sleeping with Gwenna or Gwenda, I mean. And then um, he goes downstairs and there's this scene between him and Kirsten, which is actually pretty, literally kind of sweet. And then. Kirsten goes upstairs and it's like, how could you tell him? You said you would never tell. And that's when Rachel's like, well, Miss Cole's busting open. Sorry. You know, like, and that's when she dies. And then Kirsten freaks out and Bill Nye comes in and cause I can't call him anything else besides right. that. And, and it's like, and that makes it even more creepy when he's like telling, like shushing her to me. I'm like, Ooh, you are like, like just oh it, it was gross like it gross when I figured that when I knew I mean I kind of knew it was coming because I knew they weren't going to go this thing I had a feeling because you know after especially she found him having the affair and the way that reacted because as we come to find out do we want to go forward with that uh, Leo is the one that hits Rachel over yeah, the head that's fine. with this Egyptian figure thing not the decanter like what was originally thought yeah because i don't know if we i because everybody else i mean the only other person who would have could have done it would have been right uh mary but because rachel didn't love her but we sort of That's covered that since so that goes beautiful, the whole, whole that she just got basically yeah and that the fact that she's just completely unhinged yeah because she desperately wants someone to love her and nobody does because she's awful yeah (laughs) poor mary um but uh yeah so 
Leo, because Rachel basically tells Leo that she's going to leave him and divorce him. And she's the one with the money and he's not going to have anything. And I mean, it's basically like you're just going to be a nobody because he's this writer that's never done anything. And she's basically supported him. And she's like, I'm leaving you. You're not going to get anything. And so he knocks her over the head with this Egyptian looking thing, statue, not the decanter. And him and the police guy, the guy that Jack's wife had fooled around with Jack with um, make it look like they set Jack up and make they like take his fingerprints and mix it or something like that to make it look like he was the one that killed Rachel and I think Jack knows that he did it or at least suspects Mm -hmm. that he got set up because of it because and then Bill Nye also tells uh, Alice Eve's character to pretend like she was never there and all this stuff. So she's in on it too. So it's been this huge like cover up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long the siblings knew. I don't think, I think they didn't know. I think they didn't know until Kirsten figured it out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cause she finds that figurine and sees the blood on it and realizes that it was. Was there blood on Like, I feel like it just there had was, like, a crack little- in it. Yeah, there's like a crack. I thought that was, there was red in it, but maybe I was just seeing that. I mean, it was on my phone. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe that's how she knew that it was that. But who knows? I mean, because, good Lord, she could have cracked. But, yeah, so he he was because he wanted to get – he didn't want to lose any of that sweet, sweet money because it's always money. And he wanted to marry, you know, his marry Gwenna or Gwenda or whatever her name is, Elsie. And – then when he goes into visit Jack, Jack and him have this terrible conversation. And Jack's awful to him, like says just horrid things mm-hmm. and says he's going to like expose him and tell him that he's his bastard and all this stuff. And then so Jack and the inspector, I guess, make it so that he gets beat to death. Yeah. It's like, what? What? OK. How? <laughs> this whole family is horrible. But the fact that the dad is so bad that he rather kill his his wife than let her leave him and mm. take the money and mm. then blame his own child and then have him murdered beat to death like beat to death like that's awful and he had been i mean it was terrible like and there's this scene where Kristen like takes the cover from jack's face in the coffin and you see his face has been all bashed in it's pretty gruesome and then she like goes upstairs and like rips up her dress and like stuffs it in her mouth and screams because she's just so like distraught because she's she's a genuinely good person in this like she's just kind of there but she's a genuinely good person in this and um she's one of the only ones and then the poor doctor meanwhile bill nye tricks him and has him sent back to the asylum because he knows that he's gonna tell Mm -hmm. and it's just a mess and, the, and at this point, the kids have had this big, like, that big thing in the forest where they all, like, are trying to figure it out. And they try to get out, or they try to get the doctor out of there before Bill Nye has him thrown back into the asylum. But he gets caught, and so he gets taken back to the asylum. And that's when they confront Bill Nye and are like, you did this. And Bill Nye, of course, is all like, what are you talking about? I didn't do anything. You know, how dare you, Kirsten? Da-da-da. You're just bitter and... She's like, you killed my baby. And then, you know, they're all like, you know, super suspicious. And then they pretty much show what happens. And then I got real confused. 
because like he walks back in and they all like do this like one by one they all turn in these dramatic ways and look at him all like you know sinister like and then they're standing on the dock and everybody's in their wedding clothes like dredging for his body so i was confused like did they make it look like because i was like wait so like he took the boat out and like drowned himself or something but then they couldn't it's not like they could ever find a body so that was weird i didn't understand like why they were standing on the dock in wedding clothes because to me it would have been more sensical like for sensible for them to be like sorry sorry chill sorry chick dad's gone we don't know where he is that kind of thing i'm really sorry i think he's just because they're like they tell her even though she, i thought she already knew so that was the thing that was confusing too they're like oh yeah she killed mom or he killed mom and she's looking all like stunned and stuff so i don't they did not do a good job with that because well, <laughs> I, I guess because i maybe that's why they wanted her to seem more dumb because maybe so then you'd think that when he told her to pretend like she wasn't there because you know, uh, so she, maybe uh, she really believed that he was just afraid that until they figure out who did it, they might think it was her, or they, true, or that that it was him, even though it was him, or you know. I was really confused. I felt like that was not, and they're just all standing there, like the two, like the two sisters in their, you know, pink, you know, bridesmaids dresses, and then Mickey's all suited up, and then. They're just standing on the dock, and Gwen is wearing that terrible wedding dress, and, like, I just was like, okay, and then, so you think, okay, so he, they killed him? Like, I guess they were trying to say that they made, killed him, and then made it look like it was suicide, and then they go to get... But they didn't. They didn't. They go to get the doctor, and that was thing too like in between that you see them all get out of the car one by one that was their thing i loved how throughout this whole movie they would always do this thing where they would all leave or look one at a time like very like did you see those shots where they would be like it was like very soap opera-esque where they would turn and look at the camera and then walk off one by one and they would do it like in a sequence it was very powerful and it was supposed to be very like oh yeah and that's what they did they come out of the car and the doctor's looking out the window and it's like okay we're gonna be a family now come join our family i guess and that was that and then yeah then plot twist they didn't get rid of bill nye's character kirsten has him in the bunker yeah i assume they all stuck it because they knew it was down there because every once in a while they would slip in the fact that they had a bomb shelter (laughs) Yeah, like, it was super weird. It was like, meanwhile, back at the ranch, Kirsten's downstairs, you know, looking through the window window all sinister-like at Bill Nye running around in the bunker in his wedding clothes. Yeah. So are they just going to keep him down there? Or is she going to just, like... What are... I don't... I didn't understand. I have no idea. And, that was, like, and then like, she just smiles. Are they going to get rid of the, the, his body when he dies? I mean, that's, I know, like, I didn't understand it. Like, it didn't make any sense to me. Maybe he won't die for a long time because there's food and stuff down there. I don't know. Is there going to be a season two? Is there <laughs> ever because, like, that would be weird, and I don't want to see season two of this, you know, of Bill not living in the bunker. Like, I don't really feel oh, like that's going to be very interesting. Well, old Sarah Phelps, who wrote this adaptation, probably would be fine with it, because when people were talking about how she's, you know change some of the elements of the story and the ending 
change some of them. She says, and I quote, I don't give a bollocks about what people say. Uh It has to be pure. No, it doesn't. If you want a pure adaptation, go and get someone else to do it. Well, the thing is, is like, it's not the fact that I, I don't mind that they changed it. It just was stupid. Like, it was just, it didn't make any sense. It has to make sense. It doesn't make any sense that they're like, okay, like, okay, so yeah, he does it. I get it. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Although that's, to me, like, one of the most cliched things to have happen. It's, Mm -hmm. oh, the dad did it because he was boinking the secretary and she was going to leave him. Like, and Bill Nye is good at playing that. So, yeah, let's do that. Why not just... I just want to see Bill Nye sing more Christmas songs. I know. I wanted him to... I did. I did. It was like, you know... Feel it in my fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just you know, look like Christmas is all around you. Oh God, I can't, I can't do it. Um, anyway, and this is, this is exactly what I was thinking. Is that, um, what the BBC, you know, was coming under criticism too, and that apparently one user, it doesn't say what online platform this was, but. One user says, "Why doesn't she write her own books if she thinks she can do better than someone who sold millions of books?" <laughs> I mean, it was just—I yes. mean, it just felt like—I mean, it was good. I mean, I enjoyed it. It, I it looked not, really good. It kept me very entertained. I just—I mean, I was laughing probably when I shouldn't laugh because that's how I roll. Because, right. like you said, here I am laughing at this poor paraplegic <laughs> who's like pulling himself, trying to be, you know, mean and and toward his wife. But it was just hard for me to take him seriously because he's just, you know, pulling his, you know, you know, body across the floor as he taunts her with it with, with, you know. Oh, and that's the other thing, too. Um, He Hester comes in and tells him to treat her nicely. And then he's like, I'll do it for you if you give me a kiss. And so she comes over and kisses him on the cheek and he grabs her and starts trying to, like, make out with her. And then poor Mary walks in and she's just, you know, I think that was like one of those things where she, it was just showing her completely come unhinged. And then she just walks away, Hester walks away and like, I mean, she didn't want any of it, but I mean, it was just super weird. And it was just like, okay, let's make him even more terrible. And then, you know, and I guess it was also maybe a way to kind of make it more difficult to figure out, okay, who was it that killed him? Like, was it her? There was one point where you see her, like, loading up the morphine and the syringe, and you're kind of like, is this supposed to be, like, foreshadowing, or... I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, it just kind of fell apart. I just don't understand, is Bill Nye in the bunker? Is that, like, what are they going to do with that? Like... I don't know, but I think we're going to have more of this kind of thing because she had already done the adaptations for and then there were none and the witness for the prosecution. I mean, I'll watch it and I'll enjoy it. Other ones I assume that we're we're, going to watch. (laughs) We need like a random generator to pick out which one we'll do next before the official one comes out. So, listeners... Audience, I was like, oh wait, I was calling you guys the audience before. Uh, if you know of any good random generators, we could use besides slips of paper in a bowl. Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be real hard. We're gonna be do our sophisticatedness about it and do that. That would be amazing. Yeah, I just me fishing I'm... around for a piece of paper in a bowl while Emily makes like '60s computer noises. 
Yeah, I'm going to boop, 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 boop. You know, but I mean. And then I hand it to her and she reads it off in a, like, a computer voice. It was just like, I just, I'm just curious, though. Um, well, did, did you, like, what did you I know, I didn't think even tell you what I thought it, about it before. I, yeah. I thought it looked, like, I feel like if I had watched it without, granted, I only read half the book, but then I read, like, a very detailed synopsis after that because mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. I just can't get back into reading books because all of it's fine because I have to like renew my books at the library and I get really terrible about it so then I just send it, take them back when I don't finish them <laughs> if I forget so I don't have to pay for it anyway that's terrible it's um, fine. Oh, it's we fine. only keep I'm just I've lived here 10 years and I'm still not used to having books for 3 weeks instead of 4 weeks oh really oh yeah. wow I didn't know that was a thing. I just I just got my library card, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So it's a weird thing. Like you get them for I don't know, whatever, however long it is, twenty one days or something. I don't know. But uh, it's just frustrating, and then I have to keep remembering. So so that's why I only ended up getting to read half of it. Um, That's fine. Uh, I will whichever one we pick. I will read the next one because I'm also not trying to read a book from my boss because my boss loaned me some books that I just I, I was just like fumbling through and I have a Doctor Who book every month to read and it's just yeah um, it's all good it's no all judgment good. this is a no yes. judgment zone thank you <laughs> uh, anyway um, but I feel like if I didn't know anything about the other thing I think it would be fine if I were more of a general public person I would have loved this because it would have been so salacious and I wouldn't have even noticed any of the why does this not make sense things well I think I would have been more yeah like I don't think I would have been quite as like I mean again I I was annoyed by the constant like Arthur Dr. Calgary like wringing his hands looking died and all like I guess he was supposed to also be going from withdrawal with his medication because yeah there's that scene where he's like crushing his medicine in like a really dramatic fashion because you know I guess he's a he's if you I guess if you cast a guy who played a like mentally challenged teenager what does he have autism or something in that he's on the spectrum yeah he's on the spectrum yes um you're going to want to have them play someone, you know, you're specifically casting him so he can do one of those kind of things, you know, it's like, but it was, it didn't, it didn't add anything to it. I guess in the mean to me, like, I just don't understand because in the book, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, so he, like Jack did have something to, he like conspired with mm-hmm. Kirsten who is much older in that book and who had always had a thing, had always been very fond of him, but also they had a thing. And so she, I think, wasn't it she who killed? Yeah, she yeah. kills and she kills him. And then, um, and then they um, basically, you find out that one of the reasons to, oh, and he had thought he was going to have an alibi, which was that, the for not you know and they didn't because they realized that he was part of it so they're like well we're not gonna you know I mean he's a terrible person so and then she gets I mean doesn't she I got it I mean that's you know you haven't you said you didn't read have I have not read this book in a long time and I feel bad I did try to there was a graphic novel adaptation of this book oh which is interesting to me um 
Yeah. Um, Let's see. But I'm pretty sure... Uh, uh, it just says, the killer is revealed to be Kirsten Lindstrom, the Argyle's middle-aged housekeeper. Yeah. Jacob persuaded her, persuaded the plain Kirsten that he was in love with her and persuaded her to murder his adoptive mother under cover of foolproof alibi to steal some much-needed money. But once Kirsten learned that Jacko was secretly that's married, it. she decided not to cover for Jacko, abandoning him to his fate. Right, that's it. I knew that, that there was something like someone, I couldn't remember if it was her or the alibi in question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, um, it's just interesting. Uh, but I think that's actually kind of cool i think i would have liked that more but yeah like again, i don't mind I, I don't mind her being his mother in the movie but like why not have it then be that's why she was willing to kill for him yeah yeah or you have to be you know i guess they wanted to give bill nye something to do i wonder if they felt like you know if bill nye is going to be this person because i don't because otherwise his character isn't very int- doesn't do anything really Except Boink the secretary He's and like walk around. written to be interesting at all. No, so I mean, why else would I guess that was one of the reasons too. I mean, why else have Bill Nye in a movie where he's just gonna walk around and be like, now, now, don't yell at those boys who are saying mean things to you. That's I mean, I'd still watch that. I mean, I kind of would too. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like I mean, I will say this: I was really glad that they did not like go to graphic with the sex scene between him and Gwenda because I don't know if I could have handled that because I just don't want to see no, I, don't. I just don't want to see that I just enjoyed the character of Rachel walking with these panties <laughs> like I think she walked with those panties for like five minutes like she was like the entire house she, like, it took a very no long idea. time for her she found the panties and then she's just walking with said panties for the, a really long duration of time. And I just was like, man, <laughs> ew, like this is somebody's used panties. Like, like, <laughs> well, I guess she didn't use them for very long. Um. Well, no, those are not the kind of panties you use for a long time. Those are panties for taking off, not panties for t- putting, for staying off. I wish they'd been like panty panties. That would have been even better if she'd gone in there and she just found like these like huge, you know, Hanes her way, granny panties. Um, and she's just walking. Like, <laughs> like I'm just imagining like there were scenes cut of her like walking through the kitchen holding them and asking Kirsten so about dinner, and so then like her awful. checking on Hester or whoever, like e- like everybody. She's like walking through. She's up there. You're filth. You're filth. And she's got the panties. And she's just. Like, <laughs> she's got them in her hands the entire time. You're filth, just like these panties. These panties, yeah. God. You're filthier than these pants. <laughs> She's like slapping, slapping her with them. Mary, like, mother, why do you love these panties more than you love me? And he's like, oh, and I love when Gwen is like, he cries sometimes when we, and I'm just like, and she knocks the shit out of her, like knocks the shit out of her. It's great. Like I'm not gonna lie. Even though Rachel's a terrible person, I enjoyed that way much when she, yeah. like, the shit out of Gwenda. I, I mean, too. Because she, she was, was such a, Rachel was such a terrible person, but I liked her better yeah. than some of the other I characters. I did, too. And, her, and then my other favorite part of this movie, which we have forgotten, is the painting. The painting where she's wearing <laughs> that yellow 
yes. outfit, which I did think was lovely. Like yes. she looks really good in that color. But she's like st- that big ass painting that's in. They just leave like that is so freaking creepy. I could not live in a house knowing. Okay, this is the room that my mother slash wife slash whatever got bludgeoned to death in. Yeah. By a relative. Oh, by the way, here's this big ass painting where she's just looking at you creepily <laughs> constantly as you walk anywhere in the house. I think Where's giant she? paintings like that are creepy anyway. I, do, I know, I know. Uh, it's like the exactly like, with all this business about Papa John and stuff. Like they had a picture of John Shatner in his office, and he has a gigantic painting of his wife behind his desk, and that was creepy to me. Even though she's reportedly a very nice lady, I've not met her. I'm sure, sure. I've seen her somewhere around town. I don't, you know, she just looks like some white lady to me. Um, but uh, apparently, she's very nice, and there's a very large portrait of her in his office, and it's creepy. <laughs> They should have painted it the panties in the painting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what are these panties? If <laughs> you <laughs> uh, uh, wanted to rate this movie, do we want to rate it? Um, what would you rate it? Do you want to rate it out of with a rating of panties? or? <laughs> um, um, what, out of five? Is that what we're going to do? Yeah, we'll get, we can do five pa- pairs of panties. Five. Of lace. Five pairs of lacy boy short panties. <laughs> <laughs> they were! They were boy short panties too. Like it was super weird. Because I guess, you know, back then she wouldn't have had like a they don't wear they didn't wear right. a thong. Right. Because that's normal what you would see, you know, in a yes. in a scene like that. Yes. I guess that's what I was expecting. I was not expecting like the sh- the boy shorts. <laughs> um I say <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not mad that I watched it. I was annoyed at no, some of the things. No, I really enjoyed it. I did. I was not. I mean, it went by very. I yeah. had a good time. Yeah. Um, there were things that I just didn't understand, and it was more toward. It was more that last episode. Yeah, where I think I liked the character development, like you said, but then it was weird with the lock in it. Like the last five minutes were the weirdest part of the whole damn thing. It didn't make any sense. It was like all of a sudden you were in like a weird like movie. Like I felt like that was a twist that you would see in a movie now, where like like a movie that's like made set in now, like one of those yeah. like films where someone's like in a in an insane asylum. Yeah. Say like another thing. Why not put him in an insane asylum? Say like since that would be an interesting twist, considering the fact that they were bringing the whole mental illness point to it. Why not like. You know, since they he threw Jack, the doctor in there wrong, for the wrong reason, say he confessed to killing Rachel, and they put him in the and they put him in a sane asylum, and then he's like sitting in the. It's like at the, I felt like he was like bruising a bulk at the end of the craft, where she's just like lying in the bed, going, "I can fly, I can fly." You know, that's what I felt like was going to happen. That would have been great. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just, just twitching around in a in a case and that whole like that whole scene, it would have been just verbatim. Just like you see Gwenda like looking sadly in the mirror in the window and then walking away. That would have made so much more sense. And the girl like the girl who wrote it would you know, like I love that people always like if people always tell her that she shouldn't change how things are, and then she goes and just like completely rips off an entire scene. I would have loved it. I would have loved it. If, oh my yeah. god, that would have been 
like wearing the panties. I mean, he's just like, I'm wearing the panties, you know, like, you know, but. He's got them on his head. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, I, I felt like it was, I didn't hate it. Like, right. I was, you know, I, I mean, they set the scene really well. I liked the, I liked how they made it feel very, at times, kind of surreal and like kind of they had that like that sinister tinge but it was a kind of I can't explain it. it was very like ethereal in a way sometimes mm-hmm. the way they went back and forth the flashbacks weren't jarring or anything mm-hmm. I thought that was very well done yeah yeah um I think I'm gonna give it three and three quarters panties because half a panty yeah <laughs> or like just three and three quarters uh, because it's like I want to give it like four because I liked it but also there I just the stuff that I was confused by and annoyed by was enough that I just don't yeah to take away that point too far that one little part of the panties one little square I'm sorry. Everybody's like, wow, Emily's really obsessed with those panties. But I mean, it was just so ridiculous. Anyway, so what are you, what about you? Um, I'm kind of on the same page with you on that. I was thinking more like 3.8. So I guess like the same, like three and three quarter panties. Close, yeah. Lacy, lacy panties, uh, boy short panties. Um, <laughs> I, what I liked, I really liked. Um, I had a lot of fun with it because just stuff that made me laugh really made me laugh Mm -hmm. i i liked i thought everybody did a very good job in it like they were good i mean nobody in it was really bad acting i will say that the guy who was playing mickey was a little sometimes wooden for me Mm -hmm. i think that's the only person and i kept kind of wondering and this is terrible wondering what it would have been like with ed westwick in this just wondering like i wonder what that version was like Mm -hmm. but it's fine I'm, i'm okay with it um you know I, I, I thought he did a fine job. I just was kind of like at some points like, eh, he's not the best, but he's not terrible. I, um, I really liked, um, I loved Matthew Good, even though he was ridiculous. Um, he kind of made the move for me. He's uh, he's good at being over the top without uh-huh. being, like, there's sort of like a ridiculous over the top, and then there's a, an, like, where they're good Except over the top, ridiculous. but it's still yeah. ridiculous. Does that make sense? No, I, I yeah, no, I just I really liked him. I I felt like you know there were some really good scenes in there. I just you know like you said, I think honestly it's that last like that last bit in the especially in the third episode that just really and it's not the fact that he was the one that killed her. It's just right. the fact that it was just it didn't make it was it just seemed very rushed and very like what like yeah. last day. You know, I thought the girl that played Kirsten was great. Yeah. She was very effective. The scene where she's like even, and I thought the lady who played Rachel was really, I mean, there were times I kind of was like, right. I right. felt bad for her a little bit. Like, she, you know, she, she did very well she, pretending to be someone who didn't show their emotions, but you could sort of see them under the surface. Yeah. And I don't know. And I wish, I think that's something too. Like I wish I, I just, that was the thing with her. Like I didn't understand. I mean, yes, she did horrible things, but I mean, I can definitely understand with the whole Hester thing. That was the worst, but like up until that point, she hadn't really done any, they didn't really explain much of what she had done. That was so terrible. I mean, 
Yeah, she exactly. yelled and scream at them when she taught them and everything, but that's about it. And talked about and because she wanted him to say butter and not butter. But you know, like and it was you know They talked about Mickey like like he would like carve that? into his arms and yeah, stuff. And it's himself. Yeah, so like he would cut himself it's not like it would have made Rachel scarier if she had been the one to do that to him. Well, she seemed very like you know, like she was yelling at him and then she saw that he was cutting himself and she was like, okay, you need yeah. to go. Yeah. You know, so she was tender. Like it was just weird. It was just not, I don't know. Like, I feel like she did a good job with what she had. Yeah. I just felt like I didn't, I mean, I guess there's really, I didn't need that. I never understood though why Jack was so intent on despising her. Like I kept thinking there's got to be something like, even in the book, I remember being like, is, he, is she, like, molesting them? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, she, like, we don't really see any reason. I mean, there's no reason that he would have killed her, um, except for uh, that he just We're got told him. that that wasn't his mom. That... But that wasn't her fault. Yeah, and that, but that wouldn't have been a reason to do it anyway, you know? So it's I like, mean, and she even says, I just got angry. I didn't mean to tell him. And you can tell that she feels bad. Like, that's the thing, when she finally... But in a way, I mean, he was being so horrible. I bet she, I think she just wanted to, you know, when you're angry and someone is being really horrible or you feel like they're being really horrible, you just think of the meanest thing you can and yeah. you try not to say it, but then you do. And then I think that's kind of, I'm not defending her at all. I'm just saying, I just didn't understand. I mean, but that's the same kind of things he would do whatever she was mean to his brother and yeah. sisters. But like, like she's way worse to them than to him. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like she was way worse to them from what we saw in the movie than to him in a way, in my in my opinion. Just because like she was always on Mike because or Mickey because he was cut or because he couldn't be whatever she wanted him to be, and then she would, enough, I guess. Yeah, and then Mary was never was Mary, and then she loved, but she doted on Christina, and then I guess. You know, poor Hester. Hester was really the one that I felt like, God, like, <laughs> she would have been the one I would have been like, well, that makes sense. Like, yeah. you know. Right. But I'm not until we, we, not until we saw, like, what yeah. had happened. Yeah, was, yeah, totally. I mean, I'm glad that I saw it. I would probably watch it again. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see, apparently there were other adaptations of this. I'm interested to see how they're done. There's one from the Miss Marple series. Mm -hmm. I think that was interesting just to kind of see how that's done because I think they in some ways stick to the original story, but then they also diverge. I think Jane Seymour plays Rachel in a, oh. in a which I would love to see Jane Seymour because I love her. I think she, we figured out what we're going to do next then. Okay, do we want to do it again? I mean, do you think that's, well, that's fine. <laughs> Or, or at least, or at least we can talk. We can watch some of them. Maybe if we don't yeah. watch the same ones, and then talk about it before we do our next episode or whatever. So yeah, but I'm really glad that we finally got to see it because I mean, like I said, I I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I had a lot of fun, and I, you know, like I said, this is a really dark movie. But I, I mean, it was. It didn't feel. Like, I'm glad they did the miniseries aspect. I felt like that was good because it did make... And they didn't... The way they cut it, like, it wasn't awkward with the way that they cut it either. Like, I didn't feel like it was, like, cut off or anything like that. I felt that was really good. 
that they the way that they edited it and everything like that. That was I still think like, they should have had it sprinkled throughout the other episodes. Oh, I agree. That was, that was my own. Yeah, that's a good point. I do think that it would have been better to have seen more. I don't know. I now kind of it did make me kind of want to go back and read the book again, which I mean, I guess that's a good thing when a he does that. They have plenty of them at the library. They have lots and oh, lots I'm sure of they big do. section of Agatha Christie. I'm sure they do. I have it somewhere, um, in a box somewhere. I just, you know. That's the story I of your just, life right now. Yeah, I just remember. Yeah, it's true. I just, I remember when I read this, I think because it was, it, it's, it's, it was so, I think that was, toward, and I think unfortunately that was towards the end of like my Agatha Christie run where, you know, I went through a phase where that's what I read constantly. And I think that one was one of the last ones I read and I was just kind of like, I'm done, <laughs> you know, because I mean, it was just, you know, I just got kind of, you know, you go through phases and you just don't. Yeah, but I'm really glad we saw it. I would recommend it. I, I I wonder, I would love to hear what other people have to think about it, like lovely listeners. So please let us know what you thought, if you've seen it. You, it's on Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime. Or if you happen to live in the UK and you had watched it yes. when it aired on BBC. Yes, yes, we'd love to hear. Yes, but it's. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that's really all I have to say about that. Yeah, no, I need to. Um, Go lacy panties if you want. <laughs> this production has been brought to you by a pair Please. of lacy panties. <laughs> Before you watch it, make sure you put on a pair of lacy boy short panties. <laughs> boy short panties. Over the clothes. Over the clothes. Put them on over your clothes. You could be your a feminine version of Quail Man or a lacy version of Quail Man. Yes. Well, man can wear lacy things. That's, that's, a, that's the formal version. Yes, yes. When he goes, when he it's his dress robes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we, we're we're derailing. Okay, so we'll decide what we're gonna do next. Yeah. Post it on the page, or you can post it on the page. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but we'll figure out what we're gonna do next, and so it'll probably be about another month or so, I guess. Yeah, and we can get together, and I'll try to find some of those. Like I was saying, like I wanted to post the book um, cover and yeah, give I did find ideas. the cover, so I can. Does it look kind of clue-like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me it did. When I first saw, it, I was like, oh, that's a good choice. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't buy it because I don't like buying books with the movie adaptations on it because I'm a snob like that. But right. um, I, but I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I thought the way they did. But um, I appreciate your patience. I hope this worked out. I hope my recording didn't since I'm going rogue and not using a mic or anything, I hope that didn't cause any problems. She's going rogue, people. Rogue. I'm crazy. It's wrong show. This is, I know. This is Agatha Christie, not Star Wars or something. It could be Go Rogue, the a, uh, an X-Men. Yes, I was going to say. Uh-oh. <laughs> but, um, I have Star Wars yeah, on my brain. Uh, until next time, we'll talk of more. I hope you guys uh, don't get into any murders. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, not let we really had anybody respond to us about a good thing that we should say to sign off but maybe we should say until the next murder oh yeah until the <laughs> next murder as I twirl my mustache from my wheelchair maniacally I'm just going to start pulling myself across the floor to you when you're getting ready <laughs> <laughs> taunting you <laughs> oh lord okay all right, so thanks for listening, you all, and uh, 
I guess until the next murder. <laughs> until the next murder, it is indeed. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I, got... I love how obsessed you are with that. That's so funny. <laughs>